0: Okay, so, hi, uh, my name's Jack, and this is the Complete Sports Guide. Uh, this is the first episode, the pilot episode, you could say, and basically this podcast is me discussing a wide variety of sports, from NFL to soccer to Gaelic football to tennis, rugby, golf, they're all there. Um, so, let's get started. To start off with, I'm going to be talking about cricket. Uh, today August thirty first, England will be playing India. Uh, England have won all four previous tests this summer between the two teams, very comfortably. In fact, uh, hundred ninety won the first by hundred ninety six runs, then three hundred nineteen, then an innings, an innings and two hundred forty two runs, and then an innings and eight runs. As well as beating Ireland in that time, it was recently, in fact, uh, by eleven runs. So England have been doing very well, while India's summer hasn't been so good, uh, as you can see. Uh, The game will start at 5, local time, in Manchester. Uh, And uh, India will be looking for a far better result this time, at least to keep it close, I think. To get their rankings back up as well. They've slipped, and as far as you know, England are uh, top-ranked in the world at the moment. Uh, The top performers so far have been Kevin Peterson and Stuart Broad, both for England. Kevin Peterson's had 533 runs in their four games between each other. It's a great tally, and Stuart Broad has got 25 wickets, 10 more than India's top uh, bowler, which was 15 wickets. Uh, India's top performer has been Rahul Dravid with 461 runs. He's fi- by far been India's top player f- from a poor series, uh, so he'll be happy with that, even though he'll be pretty disappointed with the, the rest of the team's performance. So India are looking to win this test to get them off to a much better start in this series of five, and the two sides will be playing again in three days and six days in September 3rd and September 6th okay so that's the end of the cricket segment okay next on to football or soccer as it's probably known to anyone listening from the, the US okay today August 31st is the final day of the transfer window in the English Premier League uh, so the big news is that Owen Hargreaves, formerly of Manchester United is, looks to be on his way to Manchester City, the local rivals and uh, I for one was not expecting this, I was expecting him to go to West Brom or somewhere and to go to Man City is a, a massive massive uh, shock so he looks set to go there and anger Man United fans, um Gary Cahill, who looked to be going to Arsenal, is could be on his way to Spurs now. As Arsenal have moved from Per Mertesacker, the German international, uh, so doesn't look like they'll want Gary Cahill now. So Spurs look to pounce, uh, and Bolton probably will have no choice but sell the English centre half. The Wesley Snyder story, um, is he going to Man United or is he staying at Inter? Well, at the moment it looks like he's staying at Inter, but there's still uh, eight hours left in the transfer window, and you never know. Man United could put in a £35 million offer and turn the whole story on its head again. Um, so I really don't know. You never know. Uh, Scott Parker has completed his move to West to Spurs now from West Ham, and, uh, that was expected. I think he wanted to get playing back in the Premiership since West Ham's relegation to the Championship. Uh, and he wants to be staying in the England international squad. Um, Joe Coles agreed a loan deal with Lean, Leal, sorry, for the rest of the season. Uh, he wasn't getting playing Liverpool and he really was just not up to it since he's arrived at Liverpool. He hasn't impressed. Uh, Harry Redknapp. Spurs boss has said that Luka Modric will not leave Spurs now for Chelsea. Um, But he did say the same thing two years ago about Berbatov and he left for Man United that night. Uh, Nicholas Bentner, the Arsenal striker, is in talks with Stoke. QPR closing in on Sean Wright-Phillips, who's not needed by Man City. Bolton are moving for David Engog of Liverpool. Uh, Sean Maloney the Celtic winger looks to be on his way to Wigan he's having a medical there at the moment and Celtic fans will be disappointed by that another one of their best players being taken from them by a lower Premier League team Uh, apparently Pavlyuchenko wants to leave Spurs now and maybe Sunderland are going to jump in for him Um, that would be interesting but uh, you know his time may be His times of strike there may be more limited now. Uh, Liverpool have completed the signing of Sebastian Coates. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but he's a Uruguayan international. And uh, he could be a good signing for Liverpool and for Kenny Dalglish. And Chelsea are in talks with uh, Alvaro Pereira's agent of Porto. This could be another signing for Chelsea after they've brought in Lukaku recently. And uh, Juan Mata. Sticking with football now, there's some very important Euro 2012 qualifiers coming up this week. Um, on Friday, September the 2nd, the Republic of Ireland take on Slovakia in the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Uh, it's a massive game for both sides. A loss for the other could put a big dent in their hopes of a top or second-place finish. Uh, Russia currently... Are also looking to top the group, and I think, I personally think they will top the group. At the moment, Ireland are third, Slovakia are first, uh, due to games played between Ireland, Slovakia, and Russia, because all three teams are level on points. So, Slovakia have the best record, then Russia, then Ireland. Uh, in my opinion, it's going to be a very drab, boring affair with Ireland playing their typical defensive long ball system. Shea giving the keeper hoosted up the pitch to the strikers, Shane Long and Robbie Keane, and they see they take it from there, see what happens. Uh, Savaki might be happy enough to come to Dublin, I'd say, and take a point. Um, Ireland are slight favourites going into this game, but I'd say the smart money would be on the draw, and I'm going to predict 1-1 with Shane Long to score the goal for Ireland. And I think that will set us up very nicely for the game uh, in Moscow against Russia, which will be a massive game in terms of qualification for the Republic of Ireland, a huge match for Northern Ireland in Belfast against Serbia. Uh, since Northern Ireland lo- know that a loss could finish their chances of qualifying for the Euro- European Championships. They have a great record at home at Windsor Park anyway, and the crowd, e- even though it'll be small, you know it'll only be ten or twelve thousand. Uh, it'll be a massive factor for them. We know we know that the Northern Ireland fans are. Uh, great at getting behind their team and often uh, act like a twelfth man for that team. Uh, a win will put Ireland, Northern Ireland, into second place ahead of Slovenia. Uh, so a win would be massive if they can beat Serbia. It's going to be a huge task, but I'd say maybe they could do it. But more likely, I'd imagine that the draw. It's going to be a draw. Northern Ireland should be happy enough with that. They've an they have a game in hand over Slovenia, and. Uh, if they won that, then they'd be in second place going into the playoffs, and they'd be delighted with that, I'd say. I'm gonna predict 0-0, uh, this will keep both teams in the hunt for second place. Bulgaria play England as well in Sofia. Uh, England should win this comfortably enough, I'd say. Uh, Rooney's on form. Bulgaria are poor enough at the moment. Berbatov has retired for them from international football, and uh, England will be far more driven to win this game. Capel knows that they, this is a must-win game, basically. Bulgaria have had a poor campaign so far, and England are they're top of the group ahead of Montenegro, but only on goal difference. Montenegro are uh, keeping them under a lot of pressure, though they're looking very good. I'm going to predict England to win 2-0 in this game. Uh, they should win without even given their best performances, let's say. Wales play Montenegro in Cardiff. Uh, Wales are still looking for their first point of the group. Not even They've played four last four, and they've been pretty poor so far. Uh, after the first game of the campaign, John Toshak was uh, replaced by Gary Speed as manager. Gary Speed has come in, and is trying to get Wales to play attractive on-the-ground football. A lot different from the Toshak regime. And so far, judging from the Wales-England game, a couple of months ago, it really wasn't working, they didn't look like that the players to, to be able to play that sort of game, and they really struggled against England, England controlled the whole thing, they didn't even have to get out of first gear I that, but Eng- but Wales have a, a full fit squad for once, Bales there, uh, Bellamy, Earnshaw, Hennessy, Gabadon, they're all there. And uh, I'd say maybe Wales could shock Montenegro and win this game if they're up for it enough, I think. Uh, maybe even a draw, but I'm going to go more likely it's going to be 2 on to Montenegro. They're going to get a late goal and win it. Scotland play the Czech Republic in uh, Hampden Park. This is the sort of game that Scotland might have stumbled on before in their qualifying journeys. Maybe drew or lost often, and, and it would cost them big time. Uh, I think they have to win this game, or they're not going to qualify. And I think they will do it, maybe three-one. But I'd say more than likely they're going to mess it up somewhere else down the line. Uh, they have to play Spain yet, and uh, I can't see them getting anything from a game against Spain. But you know, they, uh I don't think the Scotland have the manager to carry them through to a major tournament. Craig Levine, Man's Dundee United, did a decent enough job, but I don't think he's just a good enough manager to, at this level, uh, not quite yet to, uh, to bring Scotland to major tournaments. I think maybe they'd need more of a Paul Lambert figure at some point. Um, so I'm going to say Scotland to win that game anyway. On September 6th then, Sorry, that Scotland game was being played September third, not second. And on the September the sixth, Republic of Ireland play away to Russia, massive game for both sides. One further could possibly win them the group. After this, uh, I think the games are easier for all. Russia, Ireland, Slovakia they play the the of the group: Armenia, Macedonia, and Andorra. Um, Russia showed last time they met. Uh, last year in the Aviva Stadium in Dublin that they had a superiority over Ireland they looked too good for them they were 3-0 up after an hour and Ireland were really blown away I think they got two late goals to to make it look a lot better on the scoreboard but they were really Russia were more up for it and they were just too good for them uh, Ireland will definitely put a lot of men behind the ball in Moscow uh, it'll be another defensive showing. Uh, long ball, quick counter-attacking from Ireland. And I think they might just hold on for a well-needed point this time. I think they'll do it. Uh, I'm going to predict one-all uh, Ireland to hold on, and Giovanni Traptoni would be delighted with the point in Moscow, I think. Northern Ireland, they're playing away to Estonia in Tallinn. And I think Northern Ireland can't afford to drop points here, and they shouldn't. Really, Estonia are very per side the moment. They've no big name players. Northern Ireland have a pretty fit squad. Their big players are going to need to stand up and be counted. Johnny Evans, Aaron Hughes, etc. They're going to need to have good games. I think, and I think they're going to need to to grind out a win in Tallinn. Um, but it'd be uh, three points there would still be good, and it would be a big step in going for the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say 2-0 to Northern Ireland, and it'll put them in the second place, with only two games remaining in the group. it be massive. England play Wales as well in uh, London at Wembley. Uh, England won comfortably 2-0 last time they met in Cardiff, as I said. They didn't even have to get out of first gear. I think Wales are an improving side under Gary Speed. Uh, and I think maybe... In four or six years, they could really be looking to qualify for a major tournament, but not yet, and probably not the next qualifying campaign either. Uh, I think England are going to win this comfortably enough, 3 or 4-0. Scotland play Lithuania in Hampden Park as well. Uh, Scotland should definitely be winning this, no doubt about it, and they'll need to win it. I mean, it's the same scoreline as they got against the Czech Republic, 3-1. Uh, I think it'll put them into a great situation going into the final games of the group. Uh, Maybe they can make the playoffs, but I just don't see it happening. I think the Czech Republic will pip them to it in the end. Last week's Barclays Premier League matches threw up some uh, unbelievable scorelines, I thought. Manchester United 8, Arsenal 2. Now... I've never seen a scoreline like this between two sides of this calibre it was just unbelievable Arsenal were incredibly poor the worst they've ever been under Vega without a doubt it looked like men against boys Manchester United didn't even have to play their best I thought I mean they had a, a young defence out of Jones, Smalling, Evans and then Ever was there as well but uh, they, were, they, were, they were very good man but I think they can do even better than that uh, Rooney played fantastic football. Got a hat trick. He's without a doubt back to his best. I think. I Think he could be top scorer in the Premier League this season, and he's gonna have a great year with England. I think. Uh, I'm very excited to see how he will do over the forthcoming season. Maybe he could get Man United, uh, back to the Champions League final for a third successful season. Sorry, for a third season in four years. Um, Ashley Young is fitting in very nicely. He got two very good goals, and uh, Nani as well played well for Manchester United. I thought cleverly, Anderson all doing great. Wenger, I think, is in big trouble after this dreadful performance. I think uh, he needs to buy players today, as it's the transfer deadline day. And uh, he needs maybe to bring in some experiences. It's a very young side and I don't I don't know if it's a, a good enough side to make the Champions League this season. I really don't think they'll do it. Maybe even sixth place they'll end up finishing. Uh I think that Arsenal will probably struggle for a couple of games to come. Uh Arshaven and Rosiski especially looked very, very poor. They looked like they really didn't care a lot about about this team. And uh, Chelsea three Norwich one Chelsea again getting out of jail I thought with two late goals. Uh, they haven't improved at all since their last imp- performance against West Brom I thought and they were poor in that game. They've been poor in every game this season so far I thought. Uh, they could be cut out against the better teams definitely if they don't start improving. Andrew V S. Boss, their young new manager, is going to need to to get them playing better football I think without a doubt and at the moment I can't see them winning the league Norwich have looked very good this season so far I think they have a great boss and Paul Lambert and some very good players Wes Houlihan and uh, I think their keeper John Ruddy's not bad even though he got sent off uh, they have Simeon Jackson on the bench he could be good, he got a lot of goals last season and I see them staying up this season Spurs won Manchester City 5 at White Hart Lane uh, shocking results for Spurs really they don't often lose like this at home very rarely lose at home really especially in the big games they're usually pretty good Redknapp Spurs looked absolutely dreadful from start to finish and Manchester City looked fantastic if I'm being honest with you uh, all of the multi-million pound signings that they've brought into the squad are starting to come together now I think and starting to gel very well Um, I'd say they'd definitely be the best team in England if it wasn't for Manchester United at the moment. They just look like a class act. Even Zeko, who wasn't great last season, is really starting to come together and pull his weight. Spurs need some new players badly I think. Uh, They were very poor at the back and going forward just everywhere. They were terrible. They were lacking ideas tactically. They were a mess. uh, Mess at the back as well. So I think how Red needs to freshen the side up badly I think they're going to struggle to even get Europe this season while City I think will get second place So now as we all know or maybe for those who don't the Rugby Union World Cup is kicking off on September 9th in New Zealand Auckland, New Zealand The opening fixture will be New Zealand versus Tonga at Eden Park uh, It'll be on at 8.30 in the morning, English time To be honest, I'm very excited about the World Cup starting I love the Rugby World Cup Even though Ireland don't usually do particularly well uh, I think that this could be a pretty good one Even though all the all the matches are on very early in the morning for me So I'm going to have to get, be getting up pretty early if I want to see any of them New Zealand are favourite to in this World Cup as usual and they're very well known for bottling it, uh, messing it all up. Uh, I personally think that they, in front of their home fans they will win this one or at least make it to the final. Um, they definitely have the team. We've seen them there. They look almost unstoppable at times. Uh, and I, my, I'm expecting my team Ireland to not do a whole lot. I'm definitely expecting to get out of the group. I mean they've got uh, only Australia and Italy that are really good teams, and Italy aren't even great, the rest are Russia and America, not two teams not known for playing rugby. Uh, I expect us to lose to South Africa in the quarterfinal, honestly, I think they'll probably have too much for us, and uh, they'll march on to the semi-finals, but I hope we go out with dignity and we give everyone a good game. I think the final's gonna be Australia and New Zealand, and it'll be a cracker of the final. Uh, I think it could go the other way, maybe New Zealand just, they'll just pip it, with them being home and all. Uh, but, you know, two, two excellent teams. Australia have won the Tri Nations there, the weekend for the first time in, since 2001, which is pretty special, and I couldn't really believe it when I heard it, because Australia have been such a good team for years and years. Uh, I expect New Zealand to definitely get off to a strong start in this game against Tonga. Tonga aren't a bad side, but they'd be fairly middling, I'd say. I mean, I'd say they'd be similar to probably Italy. Uh, They're a very strong side, but they're really lacking discipline, similar to Samoa and Fiji, I'd say, and it it could cost them big time. I expect New Zealand to win this by 50-plus points. I'd say they'll be 75-15 or something. Uh, Overall I'm really excited and I hope that all the teams give it their best and, you know, go out to set what they wanted to achieve in this, be it lose every game with dignity or win every game, so to speak, so uh, good luck to all the teams. In the world of Gaelic football, last Sunday, throughout a huge match, the All Ireland football semi-final between Dublin and Donegal, uh, Dublin were trying to make their first final appearance since 1995, while Donegal their first since 1992. Um, I was at this match in Dublin in Crook Park, and it was a capacity a close to sellout crowd of 81,000. The atmosphere was incredible. I thought. Uh, My team, Donegal, came out with with fantastic support of between 25,000 and 30,000 fans travelling the four-hour drive to uh, Dublin. In the end up, uh, we were disappointed not to have won, considering we were three points ahead with 20 minutes to go, but uh, we failed to score a single point in the last half hour of the game. Uh, We lost the game eight points to six It was a a very defensive, dour affair with very poor shooting from both sides. Donegal's captain Michael Murphy was in dreadful form the whole game, not getting one point, while Dublin's forwards were pretty poor. Brogan Connolly and the other Brogan brother didn't have particularly good matches. Connolly especially, he got sent off for slapping a Donegal defender. Um, I think personally, Donegal had the chance to win it and they didn't take it. They fell apart and uh, hopefully they'll be back next year anyway and give another good run. A semi-final is a, a massive achievement for them. Uh, Dublin's I'd say that they're looking good and they could win this all and even though Kerry's attack looks incredible I think Dublin should give Kerry a good game in the final but I don't see them winning it. i gonna say Kerry by four maybe five points. Uh, it's going to be incredible it's a capacity crowd the uh, majority is going to be dublin as it's their backyard so to speak so best of luck to both teams in the final i hope it's a great great game uh, now on to the match of the week segment uh, and it's the all ireland hurling final On September the 4th, this Sunday, between Kilkenny and Tipperary. It should be a fantastic final, I'd say. They're two really, really great hurling teams. The the best in the history of the games, possibly. Uh, They're meeting for the third successive final in Croke Park. I don't know if this has ever happened before. The two teams have met in three consecutive finals. Uh, It's uh, two years since Kilkenny won the title. But uh, they were on a four-year winning streak, and they were looking for the fifth All-Ireland title in a row. Uh, two years ago they beat Tipperary by eight points, sorry, by five points, but last year Tipperary shot them to win it by eight. Their first since uh, 1999, I think. Uh, Kilkenny will be out for revenge as they... They definitely don't like losing finals, especially not two on the bounce. It, they feel that uh, it's their trophy and they need to get it back. Um, Brian Cody, the Kilkenny boss, says that they are the underdogs going into this game and it's the first time I personally they've ever heard that about Kilkenny side. Uh, they're just that good. And all the pressure seems to be on Tipperary. They're looking for two in a row they do look really top class though I think and uh, at the start of the year the pundits were saying they couldn't see Kilkenny win the All-Ireland and from that moment I thought to myself that they definitely would you can't write off Kilkenny like that it's just not possible and they always look to prove the doubters wrong Uh, in the semi-final Kilkenny never looked too troubled against a pretty good Waterford side Uh, They were always on top, and they didn't even have to stretch themselves, I don't think. Uh, Tipperary really made work hard for their win against Dublin, and they end up, they only won by four points. Dublin were expected to lose this game by maybe 8, 9, 10 points, and really put it up to Tipperary, I think, that they went into this a bit overconfident, and had to scrape out a win at the end. Tipperary will be unchanged for this match, uh, well, I'd imagine Kilkenny will probably play a similar line-up to their last match. Henry Shefflin and, and Michael Fenley should be in the squads in, squad anyway, and uh, they're two massive players for Kilkenny, and I'd say those two could win this All-Ireland final for them. Paddy Power bookmakers are giving odds of 8-11 for Tipperary and 6-4 to for Kilkenny, Well, the draw is 11-1. I would say the smart money would definitely be on Kilkenny, the Cats, as they're known. While 11-1 to for the draw is extremely good odds and worth a punt, I'd say. Another day out in Croker could be a possibility with how even these te- two teams are and how much well, they've... how close it's been the last two games between, the last two finals between them, I should say. Uh, so 11-1 is a good price. I'm personally going to go with a 5.1 like two years ago for Kilkenny. And... uh I think that maybe this will be the start of another great Kilkenny team. Okay, so that's brought us to the end of the first show. Um, Just a few notes to finish up on. I will be covering the Major League Baseball campaign from... The League Division Series onwards, October 6th, at the moment there's just too many matches and too much information to take in, matches going on every day for months and months, so whenever it gets into the business end, as I like to call it, of the competition, I will be on top of it. Same with the NBA, Uh, too many matches, too much information, but from the playoffs onwards, April 16th, I will be discussing it. The NFL starts next week on September eleventh. So from that date onwards, I will be discussing uh, all about that, all the teams, all the matches, all the results, and uh, and so I hope that'll keep you interested in the show. Just to finally end the show, I'm going to mention the email address, which is thecompletesportsguide at yahoo.ie. It's all one word: the complete sports guide at yahoo.ie. One word. Dot i-e uh, any sports or topics or matches you would like for me to discuss just email me and tell me and I'll get back to you uh, our ways I could improve the show um, would be very helpful uh, or questions that you want me to read out on the next show can be done as well so just give me an email if you want um, so thanks for listening, I hope you enjoyed until next time, I've been Jack and this is the Complete Sports Guide